And we are live for the 38th episode of the Bronx Bomber Battle Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Luz Luigi. And tonight, it's, it's just a two-man crew. It's a duo. It's just me and G. What's up, G? Hey, how's it going? It's going good, going good. Uh, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Uh, busy, busy family weekend. You know, I'm sure everyone was with their mo- a lot of people with their mothers today, with all the women in their life that are special. And, you know... The Yankees, they they did their part this weekend. Uh, they take two or three from Tampa. They go five. We have, you know we didn't record a pod the middle of the week, so since we recorded, they've gone five and two. Uh, they took three or four from Seattle, two or three from Tampa. Before that, two or three from Minnesota. So that that big you know ten game stretch against all winning teams, all good teams that we talked about. Yankees went seven and three. Um, job well done. I, I think I said that if they go five hundred, five and five, six and four, you got to be you know you got to take that, but. At seven and three, just just phenomenal. This team keeps doing it. Uh, they're twenty four and sixteen at this point, half game out of first. Um, we're gonna quickly review the Seattle, the four game setting against the Mariners, uh, really quick. Not spend too much time on that because it's kind of old news. And then get into this weekend series against Tampa. But gee, how are you? What's your uh, state of mind about this team right now overall? Uh, I mean, not to I guess speak too much in like exaggerating terms but like it to say that like to say where they are right now after all the injuries and and the crap that they've had to deal with like is you know that it's kind of miraculous is i don't think it's too far off base right if you had shown someone a list and be like yeah well they're gonna be half game out and um you know and they won all these games and now people are starting to come back and you'd be like yeah well it's not plan a but it's pretty damn impressive like um you know they faced all these teams they faced minnesota who was i think at the, at the time they might still be but you know pretty much the best team in baseball right mm-hmm. now yeah mm-hmm. and um you know they placed you know seattle got off to a good start and and have some pretty dangerous hitters in that lineup and Tampa Bay has been really impressive and they just, they handled it, right? They didn't seem too overwhelmed in any particular situation. And I guess I got to, you know, tip my cap to Aaron Boone for that because they're playing really good baseball and it at times really hasn't mattered who's been in the lineup doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next man up mentality. This team just all year. Um, yeah. And Tampa, it's funny. The one game they lost the series was Saturday and it was obviously that was the bullpen day for Tampa, which, you know, the Yankees still seem to have trouble with a lot. A lot of teams start to have trouble with it. You know, having a different guy in there almost every inning. But yeah, I mean, just just some great baseball. The Yankees have been playing. Um, the pitching's been stepping up. We've gotten some great performances. But let's just let's recap the week, right? Uh, we'll start Monday. Just, like I said, really quick, we'll go through these games. Not spend too much time on them. Um, Monday was the first game against Seattle. It was Sabathia versus Felix. And man, the Yankees just bombarded King Felix early on. Uh, Voight goes deep. Guardy goes deep. Uh, Tyro Estrada gets his first home run. Uh, DJ LeMahieu and Urshela both get RBI singles. It was seven to nothing in the third. Got a little close. Uh, CC on the mound gives up a couple homers in the middle of the innings. But at the end of the day, Yanks take this one home, seven to three. Bullpen came in, shut it down. Um, yeah, it was, you know, obviously the Yankees scored seven runs in the first inning and then none through innings four through eight. But yeah, it was. This was a great, uh, great performance by them. The bats just—I mean, credit to Felix. I think the broadcast was saying this during the game that you know most pitchers would have been out of there, but Felix—he went. He ended up going five innings even after giving up all those runs. So, you know, he he kept the Mariners in the game, made it a little interesting. But at the end of the day, 
Yanks started off their week with a 7-3 victory. Tuesday night, the game this was this was a really good one. Um this was a game that was started by Tanaka and Tanaka pitched well, six and a third, five hits, two runs. Um he was going up against uh, Gonzalez though, who man, he's just been great this year. He had another great start, only six innings, one run. Uh the Yanks were down in this one, four to one late on. Uh this was the game that your bullpen was kind of kind of burnt out. And he you know, you go holder. You go Canely. Canely almost almost lets up a run. I think he loads the bases, but worked the clean inning at the end of the day. And then you know Joe Harvey comes in, and he you know no no uh, earned runs, but nevertheless two runs do score in that eighth inning. But you know the Yankees they score one in the eighth on a wild pitch. And by the way, I just wanted to say this: the Yankees it seemed like they scored at least like five or six runs this week from wild pitches. Like it, it like so many different games they would get a run. From wild pitch, it just—I mean, it's great to see. But I, I just found that so funny. It had to happen at least four or five times this week. There's but, a Gary Sanchez joke in there somewhere. But yeah, no, 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 not, not, not this show. <laughs> but yeah, the Yankees—they're down four to two, heading into the ninth, and uh, they're facing former Yankee legend Anthony Swarzak. And uh, man, he—you uh, know. He lets up the the game tying home run to Rochella, gets taken out, has another classic reaction on the mound, and then DJ Lemayhu, uh, he wins it. Maven gets on, yeah, I think get, uh, I think he stole second, I believe, and DJ Lemayhu RBI single. Maven just gets in there ahead of the throw. I mean, he was booking it, and the Yankees probably. I mean, this was probably you could argue the best win of the year so far through you know the first thirty five or so games at that point. I mean, this was a great win. This was really a game that. You know, kind of seemed dead, right? Four to one. Joe Harvey's on the mound. You kind of say, "All right, you know, we won last night. Used a lot of the bullpen. It's it's, it's fine. You know, you'll you'll take it." But man, there's no quit in this team. Gio Rochelle just hit a 433 foot bomb. Um, he had a phenomenal week. Yankees win this one five four. Um, yeah, this this was a great win. This this game deserves a little bit more talking about because this was just such a great win. Um, really, a game like they looked dead kind of the whole time, right? Uh. Like their one run they scored up until the eighth inning was in the third inning. They they're down four to one heading to the eighth. And I guess like I've said before about this team, they just don't quit. And man, <laughs> like it's so funny because there's been a lot of games this year where like you know the bullpen's kind of just not in a great state. And even though you use Holder and Canely, after that it was kind of like they didn't want to use anyone else. And you know Harvey, he you know he got roughed a little, but no earned runs. He got gets his first uh for first win, and the Yankees mm-hmm. take it. But yeah, I mean, Gio Urshela. But I think someone was talking about it on Twitter. I mean, this dude's. Well, we're gonna have our, our first quarter of the season show this coming week, reviewing the first, you know, the season so far. But I mean, man, the team MVP has got to be either Gio Urshela or DJ Lemayhu at this point, right? I mean, those guys have been phenomenal. And they were look at the they were the two heroes on Tuesday night. Yeah, Gio Urshela is. I mean, it's at some point you just kind of have to shrug and and just laugh and go with it because he's been unbelievable and. He came out of, you know, I mean, they got him from the minors, I think, in like the Indian system or something. Yeah, he, he, he year, got right? him, I believe, like last, the first week of last August. And he, you know, right. and yeah, you know, he was, he was always known for his glove, but the fact that he's just hitting so well now, I mean, it, it's just, it's just a bonus at this point because we all know how great he is in the field. Like it's, it's, it's stuff like that that kind of, you know, when you have all the injuries, right, you lose Andujar after basically like one weekend of the series. Or of the season, and 
and you, you throw, your, like, uh, throw up your arms and be like, oh, crap, now what we do, like 159 games to go. Like, you have Gio Rochella a month later, you know, batting 400 over a span of 15 games, you know, hitting game-tying home runs. Like, it's stuff like that, though, that, like you said, the team doesn't quit. Like, it's stuff like that that helps you really establish that, like, that mindset and kind of write the story or your season. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, shifting to Wednesday's game, this was uh, this was not a good one. Uh, this Kikuchi was on the mound, uh, Pine Tar Boy, and it was against Johnny Lasagna. Johnny Lasagna only went four innings, gave up four runs, six hits. He wasn't pitching all that well. Kikuchi had a shit ton of Pine Tar in his brim of his hat, which I get, like a lot of pitchers do, but it was so obvious he was going to his hat every pitch. It was pretty incredible. It was all over Twitter, but at the end of the day. Probably didn't matter because the Yankees lost this one 10 to 1. Uh, Hanniger homered, uh, Encarnacion homered, Healy homered. It was, it was the Yankees' one run was on a Voight sack fly. Uh, this was another game where, you know, the two guys out of the bullpen you used were Luis Sessa and uh, uh, Barrett. Sessa, you know, was all right. Three innings, three hits, one run, five strikeouts. Barrett let up five runs in two innings, but. What are you going to do? That's what happens when your bullpen is just absolutely burnt out, right? It, it, you're going to have those games. Um, and look, this was a game, hey, who is Johnny Lasagna replacing? Who's he starting for? James Paxton. So if, if Paxton starting this game against his former team, it might be a little bit different of a story. But, hey, that's what happens when you get injured. Right? I mean, the Mariners, like, haven't been playing great baseball the last couple of weeks. But, like, we, I guess, talked about it more in the, like, preview of the series but they their lineup has some pretty good hitters oh yeah absolutely especially you you give that lineup a guy uh a guy who's floating from triple a to the majors it's most of the time it's going to be lights out right Uh, that's just how it goes but yeah i mean it's hard to expect mm -hmm. johnny lasagna he's you know he's obviously an incredibly talented kid but it's hard to bring him up yeah and uh and expect him to really do it's not to disrespect masio tanaka but like giving up home runs to a lineup like this, it's like something I'd expect more out of. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Thursday's game, the fourth game of the set against it was Hap versus Leak, you know. And man, Jay Hap probably turned in his best start of the year, only went five innings. You know, his, his pitch count was very high, it was close to I think he was at 94 pitches through five innings. Only allowed one hit though, no runs, seven strikeouts. He gets the win in this one. Mike Leak also threw a great, uh, had a great start, seven innings, one run, but. Man, at the end of the day, it was it was a low scoring game, but Cameron Mabin gets the RBI double. Um, or Gio Urshela pinch hits in the eighth to run a single to make it three nothing. Chappie allowed a homer in the ninth, but at the end of the day, it didn't matter because he still got the save. Yanks win three to one. They win the series, win three to four from the Mariners. Who, I mean, they you see, they show the stat with the S. Like they're the qu- quickest team to like be like to fall to 500 after having like a certain record i mean at this point i'm pretty sure the mariners are like three i think they lost this weekend too i think they got swept this weekend so they're like three or four games below 500 at this point i mean it's it's pretty incredible they're they're i want to say they're the mets from last year you know the mets were like off to that great start and then by like mid-may they were just an average team but like i don't even think the mets flailed out this hard this fast you know I mean, they've they've been rough but at the end of the day the Yanks, they, they played really well in the series. Thursday was another game where, you know, Hap only goes five innings, but then Adovino, Canley, Britton come in. 
They combined for three innings, no hits, no runs, three strikeouts. Obviously, Chappie gives up the home run, but hey, when you're up three in a save situation, you could afford to give up a solo home run. It's not the end of the world. He he recovered quite nicely, and yeah, you know, another just another series win for this this banged up Yankees team. Um, gee, what was your what was your big takeaway from this four game set in Seattle? Uh, I mean, this it's it's just. Um... I mean, they're starting to get some guys back, but they're winning games, right? And, like, maybe the fill-in, like, Johnny Lasagna didn't pitch great, but, like, they still, you know, that was, like, you know, the replacement, I guess. But And that was the one they, they – I can't even talk. Sorry, the game that really didn't go in their favor, um, that one. But every other one, you'd probably consider that they had an advantage going in, and they just did what the good teams do. Like, they won the game. And, um, you know, Gio Rochella, sometimes you need to have those heroes come through in, in unexpected spots. Gio Rochella hits the home run. DJ LeMahieu gets the walk-off. Like, but, I mean, the Yankees were the better team coming in, and I, you know, I think it's perfectly reasonable to expect them, um, you know, to win these series, even if they're still a little bit hurt. You know, they got guys coming back. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, it's like the Mariners were – I mean, I think I saw a tweet maybe like a week and a half, two weeks ago that said like the Mariners had gotten off to that hot start and their run differential over a course of maybe like four or five days went from plus 40 something to like plus five. Like they had been playing pretty <laughs> bad baseball coming into the series and the Yankees were able to take advantage and win the three out of four. Whew, yeah, so that, that'll be it for the Seattle series, but let's move this this weekend series against Tampa, a three-game set in Tampa and – Man, I I never thought that on the you know second week of May that I would be so excited for a Domingo Herman versus Tyler Glasnow matchup, but I was man because I mean coming into this you look at these guys' numbers both Glasnow is six and zero coming into this Herman six and one both had sparkling ERAs um, and you know both. Both guys pitched well, but neither, you know, shut it down. Both went uh, – Glass now went five and a third, five hits, three runs, nine strikeouts. Herman five innings, five hits, three runs, five strikeouts. Glass now actually uh, – it was reported that he's hurt after this game. Uh, I think he's about to miss like a month or so. So, you know, sucks for him, especially because he was having a great year. Um, but, yeah, at the end of the day, uh, they got two runs off him in the first, which was really big. Um then the Rays, you know, Meadows hit a two-run homer. He was pretty pretty damn good this series. Uh, former Yankee great G-Man Choi followed it up with a home, another homer, a solo shot in the fifth to give the Mariners lead. But the Rays the lead. Uh, I'm still at the last series. But guess 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 who got the go-ahead winning RBI? It was Gio Urshela. Uh, it was a two-run single in the sixth, put the Yankees up 4-3. And, man, this was – this was like the shakiest the bullpens looked at, like without giving up a run because you know Adovino, like Canley was great, right, as usual this year, but Adovino comes in, gives up a hit and two walks. Britton comes in, gives up a hit. Chappie in the last thing, it was like every inning was like you, you were on like pins and needles, but the Rays just couldn't break through against the Yankee bullpen. Chappie gets the save. Yanks win four to three. They take the first game of the series, but yeah, I mean, you know. Tyler Glasnow, I mean, that's the first, obviously the first time Yankees have faced him this year. And, man, it's – I mean, him and Meadows, we, we were talking about it earlier. That that Chris Archer trade, I mean, what 
to me. That that yeah. might be so hilarious bad trade at this point. Like you just look at these two dudes for the, I mean, the Raiders. They're studs. I mean, Jesus Christ. The Rays are a smart team. Like, you know, they don't they don't have the, you know, the flashy, you know, you know, high payroll or anything like that. But like they make smart moves and they've had a lot of good players, a lot of good pitchers, you know, come through their organization the last several years. Like Chris Archer, you know, maybe got off to a pretty good start for his career, but he hasn't had an ERA under four since 2015. So the Rays are yeah, firmly yeah, in the league. Like Chris Archer, you know, he's a big league pitcher. He, he's solid. He's fine. But yeah, I mean, these these two dudes, you know, Meadows and Glasnow, they look like they could be all stars, like perennial all stars for years to come. And man, you're, you're, it's one of those trades that just makes you scratch your head. But yeah, I mean, you know, Herman, I thought he did. You know, he got he gets the win. He gets a seventh win. I know wins are kind of overrated, right? That's a lot about contacts, about contacts, a lot about run support. But man, I mean, having your seventh win May twelfth. I mean, he, you know, Michael K has said it. We've said it. He he's the ace at this point. You know, with Paxton hurt, with Sevy hurt. I mean, he's he's the best pitcher on the staff right now, and you know, we didn't think we'd be saying that this year, especially this early. But here we are. Uh, that's just what's happened. Um, yeah, you know, the Yankees' offense. I, you know, only four runs this game, but I, I they they just found you know they find, they're finding ways to get runs. Uh, Gary had a good game. He had two hits. Um, he was the only guy that actually had multiple hits. But uh, just, I can't. Like, this was a game. I was. I just. I couldn't even sit down during like this from the sixth inning to the ninth inning because I mean, really, the ball. I, I was just convinced it really looked like the bullpen was going to blow that. It really did, and they just they held strong, right? They they shut it down. They they did the job. So on a Saturday's game, uh, this was you know CC start, and of course you know classic Rays bullpen day, and they only used four pitchers, but. Held those four pitchers held the Yankees to a combined two runs and five hits. Uh, CC gave up two home runs. Uh, he wasn't great, but at the end of the day, only five innings, three hits, two runs, and seventy six pitches. They took him out. Um, he also packed the fattest slip in this game and was talking mad shit from the dugout after Luke Voigt got hit. Um, some great stuff right there. Uh, you know, we all know the history with the CC and the Rays you know, from last year. Yankees and he, like should really just hire CC as like a like the bodyguard, like a team, yeah. team security guard team for the shit, team know. shit talker. Um, but yeah, so this was another game. You know, the Yankees really didn't feel like using their bullpen. They they burned out their bullpen Friday. It was you know Holder came in for an inning, gave up three hits and two runs. Not a great start. And then Nestor Cortez comes in, gives us throws two innings, four hits, three runs. The Yankees lose seven to two. Um, the two runs for the Yankees were from a Frazier RBI double and a DJ LeMahieu home run, but that was you know that was all the Yankees had cooking. And man, uh, I'm I'm still not used to these whole like, these bullpen days. I'm, I thought uh, Morton was supposed to start today, but I you know I guess not. I guess they wanted to give him an extra day off. And he's always suffer through those bullpen days. It doesn't even matter who they're facing though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I like I understand why bullpen days like would be like it would be you know it's difficult to kind of get used to that you know because it's like a different pit, like from just from a a personal standpoint you know if you're Frazier if you're a hitter I mean you're probably only facing each guy one time that's like, obviously the whole point of you know the bullpen days like maybe you're facing a guy twice like Chirinos went uh, four innings but yeah I mean it's just you know face having four at bats and facing three or four different pitchers. That it's not easy. It's it's really not easy, especially if you're a lefty and you have to maybe face a lefty in your second and third at bat. 
and they're two different lefties and they have two different styles. So it, it's going to be something I think really not just the Yankees, but the whole league is going to have to get used to. You know, these bullpen days are becoming a thing. A lot of team, a lot more teams than the Rays are doing. But you know, the rubber match of the series was Sunday, and man, we had we had a pitchers duel. Uh, it was Masahiro Tanaka versus Blake Snell, and. Early on, I think I said it in the group. Like, then I think I forgot who I said it to, but I said, "Man, first first one of one wins," and I, I was right about that because the Yankees scored first and they did win. But the Yankees ended up scoring seven runs in this game. Uh, Blake Snell was literally just striking out everyone early on. Uh, he still ended up with twelve strikeouts and five and two thirds, despite you know giving up two runs in the uh, fifth inning and ultimately getting pulled. Or ultimately, he got pulled in the sixth because he went five and two thirds. But yeah, ultimately. Tanaka, he gets out dueled by Tanaka, who, you know, obviously he gives up that classic Tanaka home run in the sixth inning, I believe. So, you know, solo shot to Meadows. But other than that, he was he was spot on. Seven innings, five hits, only that one run, seven strikeouts. He only threw 73 pitches. Um, thanks to like his seventh inning, he comes back out right after, you know, a couple tough innings, a couple innings he had to grind. And I think he had like a four pitch inning. He had two pitch, one pitch, one out, two pitches, two outs. And then I think it only took him two or three pitches with the last guy. And he was just out of there. It was like, wow, that, that worked out. Um, I guess the Rays just didn't care about his pitch count at all. And yeah, Yankees, they, 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 in the eighth inning, they scored, uh, they scored a run off a wild pitch. Like I said, it was like the thousandth run they scored off a wild pitch this week. Uh, Tyro Estrada gets his second career homer, an opposite field shot. Gio Urshela gets another couple RBIs, an RBI double. And then Gardy finishes off this little sack fly. And the Yankees win 7-1. to one. They win the series. They go 5-2 and two this week. Well, what a phenomenal week for this team. I mean, I just – they just keep playing solid baseball. And I, I, it goes back to the pitching. I mean, just what a start from Tanaka today. He was in his zone. His pitch count was low all day. He probably could have went eight innings, but no reason to stretch it. Your bullpen was rested. They went with Britain, gave up a couple hits, but, at the end, you know, had second and third, one out, but gets two strikeouts, gets the job done. Chad Green returns, right? He, he just got recalled from AAA earlier that day. And what does he do? Strikes out the side in order, 12 pitches, look dominant. Uh, take that with what you know with a grain of salt. Obviously, it's just one outing, but man, he could he could return to old Chad Green. That's a huge addition. Yankees went seven to one. Like I said, they finished the week five and two. Man, just great. <laughs> I, I just, it's just I'm just so happy with this team because the title of this episode is like, wait, how's how's this team twenty four and sixteen? Because if you were to say if this team was fully healthy, let's say, and they were twenty four and sixteen, like you're not thrilled, obviously, but it's still a solid record. It's still a standard good team record, right? So you just you really you can't be you can't be happy with this team. Aaron Hicks should be coming back tomorrow, man. But gee, who's the player of the week? And I think we both have the same guy. But just just go ahead. Yeah, I mean it's it's definitely Gio Urshela, and um, I mean you know the the game tying home run he had what felt like you know five or six you know two RBI singles or RBI hits you know, late in games and at important moments of these games, like, um, you know, the bullpen, we will talk more about that later, um, you know, because it's still proving despite some injuries and ineffectiveness, you know, to, it's still proving to be, you know, a strength and a pretty good weapon that Aaron Boone can deploy. But like another part of it, you know, whether your team is injured or not, 
is just the ability to manufacture runs, especially against good teams. They faced all good teams this week, and you have to be able to manufacture those runs, you know, to win these close games against these good teams. And Gio Rochella was the man who did it this week. Yeah, I mean, he's really been doing it all year, right? I mean, just – I believe he had – well, you know, it's funny because Sunday's game, he was 0 for 4 with four strikeouts heading to his last at-bat. And, you know, it doesn't stop him from getting that two-run hit, you know, to kind of really put the game away. But, yeah, overall, I think he had nine RBIs for the week. Um, we all know, like I said, we all know about how great he is in the field. But, I mean, him just hitting the way he's been hitting is just such a bonus. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll get into Miguel Andujar after because he's been really struggling. But, I mean, it's just you really can't see in a world where, you know, Andujar plays, is playing at third every day over him once his team gets healthy because he's, he's just such a better option right now. It's really no debate. Um, yeah, Urshela has been incredible. Um, but, gee, what pissed you off this week? If You know, the, it could be something from the weekend, something from earlier in the week. What pissed you off this week? So, I mean, we joke about it a lot, and I was going to make a note of it, like, as a joke, but Brett Gardner really did piss me off this week. <laughs> right, Philly. So, like, I, I love, like I said, I defend Gardy. I love Gardy, but yeah, he had a rough week. He's, you know, he's been a career Yankee, and that's wonderful. Like, you know, they he got benched down the stretch last year when they got Andrew McCutcheon because McCutcheon, you know, added a little bit more to the lineup and still played good defense, like, Brett Gardner's been playing every day, and, uh, you know, the injuries are basically the primary reason for that. He's been playing center field. He's batted first and third and sixth and ninth and batted everywhere. Like, um, he's just not very good right now. Like, for the season, he's batting 204 with six home runs, 15 RBIs. The last 15 games, though, I guess if you're – looking more into like the recent, you know, why we're getting, why I'm, I guess, getting so mad about um, over the last 15 games, he's batting 143 with one home run, a 232 on base percentage. Like, man, um, I mean, I think it was Andrew, one of the previous pods said, you know, he just, you know, it doesn't really matter. He's not really like a leadoff hitter because all he can really do at this point is just swing for the fences. Like, mm-hmm. So, I mean, it makes more sense to have him bat maybe third or sixth because that's all he can really do is hit, you know, you know, just try and hit a pop fly and try and turn on one. And um, I guess we'll see, right? You had uh, Clint Frazier play well for, you know, you know, a couple of stretches of time. And you've had, you know, you have Hicks coming back tomorrow, eventually John Carl Stanton and Aaron Judge and all those guys. Like, but, you know, I think – Going from tomorrow is going to be the first real, I guess, you know, you really start to see what they're going to do because it's hard to really see if the team can get as healthy as they can get that Gardner would be an everyday player. Yeah, no, I agree. Once, yeah, once this team gets healthy, Gardner, I think, you know, playing this much was never a part of the plan, but obviously the plan gets thrown out the damn window when you have your team that's hurt. Um, you know, what pissed me off this week, you know, this weekend, man. Trout, everyone's talking about it. Tropicana Field fucking sucks, man. I mean, Jesus Christ. Like, look, I'm a Florida resident. I've lived in Florida my whole life. It's like even – I'm not from Tampa, 
But I mean, it's such a, you know, St. Pete, oh, that whole area. It's such a nice area. It's such a nice test city. It, it's, it's really nice around there. They could have such a nice stadium with a retractable roof by the water, by the bay, wherever. They, they play in a fucking dump. I mean, the lights go out on Sunday. We have balls hitting the catwalk, coming on the back in the play, guys losing balls on the. It's just, it's terrible. It's such a dump. I, the lights in Sunday's game, though, if in case you missed this, the light, it was, I think that, you know, Zach Britton just got it, you know, struck out uh, the last batter of the inning, you know, gets out of the jam. And then all of a sudden, like 10 minutes go by, right? And I think you said, G, you're like, yeah, what, what happened? And like, I, I kind of just looked up and I thought like there was just something wrong with my TV or my internet, right? I'm thinking like, huh, I'm, I guess my MLB TV streams, you know, stopped playing or, or something. But then, you know, as you look on Twitter, you see, oh, wait a minute. The lights went out in Tampa and at the drop. They have no lights. I mean, it was like a 30, 40 minute delay. It, it was quite a bit of time. I mean, just unbelievable. I mean, just how shitty of a park that is. It's just, you see, like a guy like Phil Hughes tweeting about just how like terrible the drop is. How they should just blow it up. It's it's really a joke. That it really pissed me off this week. Um, not that it mattered because I right, the Yankees. We, we legit came back, and Estrada hits a homer, and we, they get four runs, and they kind of just put the game away. So not that it mattered, but, man, just it's just pathetic at this point. Like, And, look, the Rays are a really good team, too. That's a shame. They won 90 games last year. Looks like they're on their way uh, to win you know, another 90 this year. They deserve a better park than that. And, and like I've said, Florida is such a beautiful state. There, there's so many places you could put a, you can make a, and build a beautiful stadium, and, and they play in, like, a, a trash can. It, it's just – I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll throw this out there, right? The Marlins have been really bad. Miami Marlins have been really bad for a long time, and mm-hmm. they still managed to get, you yeah. know, a pretty nice new ballpark. Oh, that, ball, see, I've that ballpark, you know, you know, quite a few times. That's a, you know, very nice ballpark. It really is. It's not like, the best area to, in, um, in terms of, like, traffic and getting there. But, yeah, I mean, that's it's a really nice ballpark. And, I mean – like, you know, people ask me all the time, like, yo, man, if you know, you're a few hours away from Tampa. Have you ever, or you're a few hours, I always say Tampa, it's really St. Pete, but have you ever been to the Trop? And I'm like, no, no, that place. So why would I want to go to a game in some dome? Like, it's, it's just so dumb. The Rays might not even, I mean, they're not like obviously rolling in it. Like the Yankees probably have a lot more room to spend money on things, but like the Rays have been really respectable and solid for a good number of years now. Yeah, and absolutely. that's not even a consideration, it seems like. Yeah, um, there there is something I forget. I think it's a place called like Ybor City, like Y B O R City, and there is some like proposal for the Rays to make a stadium there. They had like the blueprint, but I don't think it got passed. And yeah, they're probably going to be in the trap for the foreseeable future, which just really sucks because, like, if, I really just hate watching games there. It's such an ugly place. Uh, how many how many times have we seen a Yankee infielder or outfielder just lose a ball in in that awful like catwalk or whatever? It, it's awful. Please, please blow that place up. But bonus, what pissed us off this week? Um, you know, we're happy to have him back, but man, Miguel Andujar looks lost at the plate, man. I mean, he looks so bad at the plate. I, I think he went. Oh um, my! Like one hit all I think week. He was like one for twenty. I think he was like one for twenty-six this week. Uh, I mean, just brutal. Just uh, he's six for. Uh, now this see this doesn't have the stats, including today, but. Coming into the Sunday's game, he was six of forty-two for the year. I think he's now six of forty-seven for the year. He's hitting one twenty-eight. Um, 
Man, it took, I, it took us all a few days to realize just how bad he was doing because we were all probably mm-hmm. as a fan base so excited that one of our like you know, I guess bigger name injured yeah, players but, came back. Mm-hmm. But at those the, after those couple days, and it really started to settle in, and he really just looks bad. Like yeah. he just looks like <clears> I think. You know, I think it was like Lindsey Adler and John Boy or someone who were talking like, "Yo, has Andrew even like hit a ball hard since he got back?" And I think Lindsey Adler said he only had like three barrels since he got back, and they were all like caught for outs. And yeah, I mean, he just like it's like he's down 0-2 in the count every single time he's up. Every time, whether it's he's swing chasing a pitch or he's just he looks lost up there. I, I look. I think the Yankees, they said they know who they're going to send down tomorrow for Hicks. It might be Andujar, and I wouldn't have a big problem with it. It, You know, Talkman, I don't think it's going to be Maven because Maven's played really well. That would be a dumb move. Um, I, I think it's going to be either maybe Talkman or Andujar or one of the, the bullpen guys, you know, one of the back-end bullpen guys. But I really wouldn't be surprised if it was Andujar because he re- – like, hey, man, it, there's no shame in saying, hey, he, he doesn't look ready yet. Maybe he's not 100% healthy. Maybe he just needs some more time. I don't know, but he just does not like. Look, he's DHing right now. Our D, your DH can't be going one for twenty six, right? I mean, it, it's literally the only thing he's doing. I mean, he's literally on the on the roster to hit, like especially yeah. with you know you have a guy who you can deploy at their base, Gio Urshela, who I mean you ride the hitting as long as you can, but like his defense is more than enough to keep him in the lineup. Like Andujar needs to hit to make it worth it. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, like I said, like I love Andujar, but oh my god, I, I can't get over how lost he looks at the play. It's like he can't even—he barely could get the ball out of the infield. You know, it's like he's either striking out or like kind of making like really weak contact on like a really weird swing. It's it's not good. Um, anything else about this past week of baseball, G? Before we uh, move on to our bullpen trust list? No, no. I mean, look—they went five and two. It's a good week. Great and, week. Uh, you know, reinforcements are on the way. <laughs> yes, they are, hopefully, right? You never know what the Yankees. Two weeks can mean two months uh, in Yankee time. But, yeah, let's go to the, our bullpen trust list. We do this each week. Obviously, Andrew's not on. Alex is not, so we won't hear their list. But, gee, give me your top five. Uh, for You know, what was your top five last week? And now it's your top five this week. So, my top five, my previous top five was – um let's see i think it was chapman uh chapman canely britain Ottavino, and holder and this week i'm definitely changing it up um and i'm going with canely chapman Ottavino, holder and chad green and uh you know no no i guess knock on Chapman like he's been you know the same old role as Chapman and I just really feel like Canley has been so good like he he just earned his way to that top spot because he hasn't given up a run and got what except for that one outing yeah right? the one outing that we always talk about in Houston that's literally it like he's been so good and it's basically best case scenario especially with uh Dellen having missed the whole season to this point um and, uh, yeah, he just earned his way up there. Chapman's, you know, still good. Adovino had that blip on the radar. I think maybe it was right around the Kansas City series. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's, I mean, his pitches are moving. He's doing really well. Uh, I had Britton up there in the in the top three, and I just, he's off the list altogether right now because 
even when he's not been giving up runs, he's just really annoying to watch. Like he, I think I, I mean, even in our group chat earlier today, when I was like, you know, Tanaka's at like 70 something pitches, why not bring him, just let him go. And they're like, you know, Britain's coming in three out of four lefty batters. And I looked a few minutes later and there's two guys on base, like, mm-hmm. um, but you know, I'll go holder. Holder has been mostly pretty good holder at number four for my list. He, he had a couple, you know, gave up a couple of runs the other night, but it, he's mostly been pretty good. And I'm putting Chad green in at number five, not because I feel like, you know, not to like massively overreact. I think he can move up the list quickly, but he struck out. I think it was like 14 out of 29 batters in screen and came up and struck out, I think, what, he struck out all three batters today. Yeah, right? So, yeah, I mean, pitches. if he can pitch like that, if he's going to pitch like he has pitched for big chunks of the last couple seasons, then he's going to move up the list, and he's going to pitch in high-leverage situations pretty quickly. So tip of the cap to Chad Green, and and, uh, and that's my list. Absolutely. Um, I think last week I had – I went Holder, Britton, Ch- uh, Chappie, Canely, and then Ottavino at one. Um, this week – no more Jonathan Holder in my list. Um, Plays no Chad Green at five. Uh, Britain at four. Chappie at three still. Um, my top three still the same. Chappie, Canely, Ottavino. Um, I probably should have Canely won, but I still just trust Ottavino the most. See, like the bullpen trust list, it really isn't about like, hey, this, you know, oh, well, how could you have this guy on your list because, you know, over this guy who has better stats. Like it really isn't necessarily about stats. It's just who you trust, right? It's who you have the most trust in when they get put in and – I completely understand you just not really having a whole lot of trust in Zach Britton right now because yeah, even when he does have a quote unquote you know scoreless inning, a clean inning, he he's still you know walking a guy here, giving up a couple hits, and the couple hits you gave up on Sunday's game were kind of you know just ground balls that got through the infield. You know you're playing the shift that happens, but he did a great job of getting out of it. But yeah, Chad Green, I, I put him at five, and I know it's like well he had one start, his ERA is still you know 13 for the year. Well, what are you doing? But I mean, he looked, it's just how he looked, right? And him being back and, you know, yeah, he's part of the bullpen again, right? And I, I, I still, you know, he's still only five, right? It's, it's like, look, it's, it's not even necessarily like, oh, I trust Chad Green a lot. It's just the fact, like, look, I, I still kind of trust him a bit more than Holder and Sessa at this point, or like Tarpley or, you know, Barrett or Cortez, or Harvey, like all these guys, like, you, you still got to trust Chad Green more. He's still done great things in the past just because he had a, terrible start to this year doesn't mean he's a terrible pitcher right hopefully he could continue looking like he did against tampa um because goddamn his numbers are still terrible <laughs> but uh yeah those are bullpen trust list um i know i'm andrew and alex if you guys are listening to this you, you better be getting yours ready for next show um while we're talking about bullpen trust i'm kind of like anyone really that i put on on the list like i'm kind of semi-reserving a spot for Dylan at like number two on my list just because for what he's been which is the eighth inning man for most of the last what like four or five years he's just been so good at that like knock him for you know he's a head case sometimes he just completely loses the ability to throw strikes but like when he's on and just pitching in the eighth inning he's so disgusting like my trust for the Yankees bullpen is like you know pretty high right now but it'll be like I'd say like 90 90- like my bullpen trust won't be fully mm-hmm. full war until Dallin's back locking down the eighth inning. Absolutely. Absolutely. Understand that. Um, man, I, I miss Dallin. I mean, I miss all the injured Yankees. Um, yeah, let's wrap up the show with just a little quick preview. Now, nothing too serious. Three games set against the Orioles. The Yankees got coming up 
it's at the stadium. Um, they'll have these three games and then an off day Thursday. The pitching matchup for these three games will be – oh, man, look, I, I just went away from the page. Look at that. Um, <laughs> uh, Monday we'll have uh, – oh, wow, I was about to read the wrong thing. Giant Lasagna going Monday against Hess. Jay Happ going Tuesday against Andrew Kashner. And then we have Domingo Herman on Wednesday against Straley, Dan Straley. Um, you know, all three games are at 635. I don't know why they do that. Just start the game at 7. makes no sense to me. Um, yeah, the Orioles are coming off two, losing two out of three to the Angels. They're 14 and 26 on the year. Um, you know, the Yankees have already played them like a hundred times this year, it seems like, but yeah, they're, they're going to play them again. And then guess what? The Yankees are playing the Rays again over the weekend. So big AL East week. Um, man, the Orioles, their, their offense hasn't been like awful. You know, it's been, it hasn't been great, but it hasn't been awful. But their pitching is just it's bad. Um, Dylan Bundy really hasn't had a good year. Um, it's probably he's probably their most talented pitcher, but he just hasn't had a good start. Uh, Andrew Kashner, he's been okay, but you know when Andrew Kashner has the best numbers in your rotation, you're probably not doing it too well. So should be should be another uh, series where the Yankees should win, right? They should take two out of three, but you never know. The Yankees going into a series against inferior teams. Always, always a slippery slope. The Yankees got Cashner on opening day too, and they got him. So yeah, I definitely mm-hmm. would love for them to repeat that. I just figure that, you know, bad team, you got to take two at least. I mean, it's hard to be like, oh, you definitely have to sweep because they're major league players, but they got to win two. And mm-hmm. you know, I mean, they, quote unquote, probably they really probably should sweep. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's- I mean, it's you have Johnny Lozano going Monday, so I'm not saying he's just automatically going to have a bad start again, but you know, it's not a nothing's a guarantee, especially in baseball. But I mean, this you know, this is what separates the good teams from the great teams, right? Being able to just take care of business against inferior teams, because goddamn, after we watched them, you know, we were practically tearing our hair out last year when they lost games to mm-hmm. you know the Orioles and the Blue Jays, and God, they lost you know the Red Sox. We talked. You know, the Red Sox destroyed those teams, all the, you know, the bad teams in the division. They destroyed them last year, and the Yankees were kind of middling. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, well, I think that'll just about do it for us. Um, great week for the Yankees. Been a, you know, despite all the injuries, despite, you know, not being able to watch guys like Judge and Stanton and Sevy, it's this team's been fun as hell to watch. Uh, different, like we said, different guys stepping up. Gio Urshela just dominating. Tyro Estrada, just also another guy I want to shout out. He's been doing great, great job for the Yanks. Um, even you know, even Mike Talkman today on Sunday's game had a nice hit, got hyped. You, you love to see that type of energy. Like this team, they're just they're such a united bunch. They're they're such a energetic, resilient bunch. Uh, it's it's awesome, man. Um, it, it really is awesome. I didn't think I'd have this much fun watching a team this injured, but here I am. Yeah, it's you get that kind of like scrappy underdog kind of thing going on sometimes. Like, you know, Talkman, we ripped on him, you know, more than enough. And feel like the last couple times the Yankees have been close to getting someone back, right? We hear rumblings about you now is Talkman gonna go down, he gets a big hit. He had a couple of hits the last couple of days, like you know, you know, Andujar's about to come back or shell starts lighting the world on fire like i have this kind of underdog thing going on that's really really fun to watch yeah. 
Absolutely. Um, that'll just about do it for us. Uh, like I said, we're going to have a couple shows this week, probably do our f- review of the season so far. We're going to do four of those for the year. We're probably going to do the first one this week. Um, it's all, all AL East week. You got the Oreos Monday through Wednesday, Rays Friday through Sunday. We'll be here for it all. Um, hopefully the Yanks can keep that, keep that stretch of winning series going, right? They've, they just winning all their series. Um, it's a good trend to keep. Um, but for Luigi, for G, this was the Bronx Bomber Ballot Podcast. We'll see you guys next time.